Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Luke Gregory and here's what's coming up today. Luton have another point on the board after one all draw at home to Sunderland. Not quite the bounce back we wanted after the Watford game last week, but it's an extra point and look, we're not another two games this week with one uh, being tonight as you're probably listening to this at home to Reading. So opportunity to get some more points, but today we'll discuss that Sunderland game. The second half just didn't really happen for us today. Again, once again, uh, losing points from a winning position, which is a shame, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still just thinking like, I just want us to go and smash someone for that Derby Day loss last week. I know we've got to forget about it and move on, but well, Saturday we were hoping it. for that rebound, but it didn't quite happen. Um, Dave, sorry, Pataro's not here again again tonight. Pataro, where are you, mate? Well, look, let's not be too down about everything. Um, I, I just don't want to talk about the Watford game again. Because, no, know, no, we don't. No one wants be, to do that. No, because it was disastrous and it was a disastrous um, performance. Uh, Saturday, you're right. We we're hoping to put, you know, put that to bed, and we didn't quite do that. But we didn't lose, so that's the first thing. So, you know, we had some tough games against Sunderland before. Yeah, three um, one alls, I think. Yeah, but they're not a bad team, are they? They're not a bad team. They're performing quite well. Um, I think what um, the guy said in the preview podcast about them not having a striker, and you just kind of the way they were talking about, it and they were like, you know, we. Well, they brought they did a, they did bring a, a striker on last twenty odd minutes. However, um, you know, we set our own stall out there, and that's the issue we have, really, isn't it? That uh, we take a lead and, and we don't keep the lead again. Um, but that's you know, don't take any credit away from the way Sunderland played because Sunderland did a good job. They they played quite well. And and if if you was a neutral and you was watching that game, you think that was a thoroughly entertaining game to watch. It's just it's frustrating uh, as a home supporter. That um, we didn't take advantage when we, when, you know, when you go in front that late in the in the first half, you're thinking that's a brilliant time to score. It changes everybody's plans at half time, uh, and come out and just you know build on that. But we didn't, and you know, fair play to Sunderland, they they, they did a good job again. You know, I, I, did, I said that at Watford, didn't I? But Sunderland played quite well. It's quite an entertaining game, really. But Tyre isn't here tonight because he is working in Cornwall. Is that right? Is that what you that's told right? You? Yeah, working in Cornwall and. Uh, you know, we're missing him. Well, we are a little bit. It's been bit. a few weeks now. Yeah, he'll be back. Don't worry. Okay, so you've got to do with me and Dave tonight. Um, just what you said before we get into three word reviews on, like you said, you, you take the lead before half time, and then you're thinking in your mind, all right, now we can come out second half, we can build on it. Sunderland are going to have to come at us to try and get a goal, and it was just kind of like the same old story of this season, which is we go a goal up, we just can't keep our lead. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? And you're right, you say Sunderland had to come at you in the second half. Well, they, they did, actually. And in the first half, they weren't that bad either, really, to be fair to them. Um, I know we're going to get on to it. So, disappointing, because you've, you've watched a first half that was, you know, end-to-end at some points. Um, I think possession-wise, Sunderland would probably had a little bit more, but I don't know if that's, you know, when you look at the possession stats, you don't know if that's relevant, really, because of, you know, 
I can pass back to my goalkeeper and defence five, six times and it doesn't make a, you know, a jot of difference to the game. But when we started, we started quite well, quite so fast. And it's just disappointing. We, how many times have we not consolidated from, from being in front? And look at Wigan, look at Huddersfield, look at those games. And they're the sort of games that we want to win, if you, especially when you go in front. You know, especially when you go in front. Well, this is the thing. And like off the top of my head, there's four I can remember. And I was saying at work today, I was just chatting to some colleagues about the championship. And I think one of my colleagues sports Reading as well. We're talking about this. But I was saying, like, you you look at some of the games that we've thrown away points in. And I said, if we... And I know, like, I know that every single club can say this. And they go, yep. if we wouldn't have lost there, if we wouldn't have drawn there. But you look at, off the top of my head, so Sunderland, Coventry, Huddersfield... Wigan, all games that we led in. And you just think, if you hold out for them, that's 10, 11, 12, I don't know the maths, but it's extra points that would effectively take us near the top of the table, which I know sounds bizarre, but... But that's, that's that why we're not in the fine top of the table, margins, though, isn't it? Isn't it? It's fine margins. Is, it is fine margins, but I would say to you that uh, on Saturday, uh, you just had that feeling we weren't going to keep the lead. So yeah. you had that feeling. And again, you've got to say Sunderland did play quite well, to be fair to them uh, the other one that you mentioned I was frustrated I was definitely frustrated with the Wigan game uh, Coventry yeah definitely frustrated with those because we could have done more out of those ones and you look at the games and Huddersfield we gave them three goals really didn't we exactly and, and then them games as well it's, it's always the case of we need to get that next goal for a bit of a buffer and it's like against Blackburn at home we got the second against did we get the second did we even beat Blackburn 2-0 well carry on you're going to have to look it up. I was going to say, I am going to look it up. Queen's Against Park QPR, Rangers, we Queen's got Park the Rangers, second, yeah. you know, and we did beat 2-0 uh, because Reesberg scored the well day. Um, so it's like, if we can get that second goal, it's just the same in the away games. Cardiff away, we, we got the buffer. With uh, Swansea away, we got the, the seconds. And I think, you know, I think it's just disappointing because I mean, we've said this more than once this season. I might have mentioned it uh, on the preview as well, that... You know, we're a decent team, we have a decent squad, and when we play well, it's it's really fun to be a, a supporter, isn't it? So take the blip out that we had at... Um, down the, the road. The, down, yeah, at the allotments. Take that out of the, uh, of the thing and look at the month of football we've had and the points we've got and the teams that we've beaten, and you've got to go, you know what? That ain't too bad. And, you know, if we'd lost, like, like we said the other week, if we'd lost 4-0 at Norwich and then won 1-0... At Vicarage Road, we'd have been happy. So, you know, it just takes a lot to get over that. I did find that. that. Nathan Jones mentioned that comment the other day in his post-match. And we are going to get onto that in a bit. Well, you might mention that, but it's true, isn't it? If, we, if we'd have lost 4-0 at Norwich, we'd have gone. And I think I've said this again. In If it wasn't with you, it was with the Sunderland guys when I was on their podcast. Um, you know, if it, if it had been that, I would have gone, oh, we took a bit of a bashing tonight, but oh, I'm over that because... You know, but it's because it's Watford. That's why it's yeah. I just don't get that comment because it's just like, well, obviously, every if you would have said to anyone, would you rather us lose four 0 at Norwich and beat Watford one 0 Well, that's true though. One hundred percent of people would have said yes to that. I don't. Yeah, so I don't course. get the, the point in the comment. Well, it the, just makes the no comment sense. is: look how many points we got this month, and look how many points, and look how many times um, recently. I mean, that yeah, we've that's lost. cool. But I, look how many times we lost recently. Doesn't excuse the performance against it, them. But it, we were talking about that again. So. Have we lost two in twelve or three in thir- three in thirteen or something like that? Yeah, you know, so but that doesn't mean last Sunday was no acceptable. It's not acceptable, know. but you've got to move on from it. Because if you don't move on from it, you dwell on it too long. You continue playing crap, then you don't get your points. 
So as much as it hurts me to say this, you just got to go, right, that's done. Wait till April to get your own back. And now let's just get on with the rest of the season up until that point. I just hope his comments about getting our own back in April aren't already like on their dressing room walls. Cause well, I don't care because every Luton supporter wants us to get our own back. So if you're not, you know, if you're not thinking that way, wait till they get to our place to see if we can do them there. Then you know, even though we weren't going to talk about that game tonight, we seem to have done it. Um, yeah. Just let cool. them, I don't care. Let them worry about it. Three word reviews then. Dave says more drop points. Craig says same old story. Trondheim Hatter says lacking defensive options. Nick says also predictable. Old Luton shirt says three poor subs. Richard weak in midfield. Uh, Lee says midfielder enforcer needed. Bobby says steadied the ship. And Mark says draw fair results. Well, it was a fair result in the end, wasn't it? Let's be fair to, to Sunderland. And you know what? I, I think their fans would have thought they could have nicked it anyway. And I, I generally feel that they thought they had the better rubber, the green second half as, as well. Um, not, as, not as good as I wanted us to be, but we did play a lot better than we did the previous week, which is good. Um, yeah, I can see what they're saying about the midfield. The midfield didn't, wasn't as active as it, as it normally is. Um, and who was lacking defensive options? I don't know. You know what, what? What can we do? I wasn't at the game due to work reasons, but from what I saw on the highlights, it did look like Sunderland had the better of the opportunities. And I saw they put up a little uh, post about one of their players, Diallo. Looked like he had a, a pretty good game, and uh, almost say if it wasn't for Horvath after. The stinker last week against Watford with his mistake, but it looked like he played pretty well at the weekend he, and he, pulled he, off some vital saves at some points. Yes, he did make some vital saves, and and luckily so did the the posts. Um, I mean, Sunderland hit the post twice, didn't they? Um, yeah, Horvath had an, a, a reasonable game. The, the, the whole team had a reasonable game. We just wanted to step up that little bit more. Like you say, there was a, there was a bit where we we were really in control, and then. Sunderland got to the game and uh, got to the pace of the game and, and you know, they were as, as at least as good as we were. And the way that they played the ball around, um, we talked about their lack of strike as well. You know what, I thought their goal was pretty decent when they took it. Um, and you just knew it was coming. You just knew it was coming. And that, that's the saddest thing. Um, and we didn't capitalise on what we'd done in the first half. You know, it wasn't a game of two halves because Sunderland had more chances as well in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once they got to speed, then I think they did okay. When you look at Sunderland as a team, like we spoke about this on the preview podcast, obviously they've just come up from the league below and a lot of people might look at that and go, well, they were league one last year, you know, should be winning it. But it's like the guy said in the podcast last week, it was always going to be a tough game. They've started really well this season. Um, well, they they were hurting as well, weren't they? They, well, was, they was hurting from the, the 4-2 loss well. at, at Burnley. So... None of them wanted to lose. That's a point. They, wanted, they had a point to make. Um, and again, I would argue, and, I, and again, I said this on, on the previous show for the Sunderland podcast, that, um, you know, where would they be happy to be? I mean, they've only just come up. They're settled, what, 13th in the table or somewhere around that, that level. I mean, could they expect any more? Well, there'll be some staunch fans that say, yeah, we're Sunderland. We should beat everyone. However, we know the reality behind that. And it's not. I think even their manager said we should be coming to team, places like Luton and winning or be looking to win. Did he say that? Yeah, he absolutely did say that. Tony Mowbray's known for saying that when well, he, he did worked say, the Blackburn as well. Yeah, well, he did say that. And, you know, quite frankly, that's a little bit disrespectful. But, 
you know, you can understand we are AFC Sunderland, I think he said, and we have to go to these places like Luton and win to to win. Well, don't you go to every game to win it? Um, they Not play every game. Yeah, I think you do. They played very well, but um, we could we could have done if we'd have stepped up a little bit more. I think we could have won the game, but you know, one all, you come home, fair result. Lansbury went off early in the game, uh, went off injured. Producer Jacob says he on the running water, he says, why are there so many injuries at the moment? Well, you know, you can't answer that question, can you? Um, you'd like to think that um, it's not overtraining or it's not something they're doing training. You just can't answer that. Is the physio team, you know, not good enough? Of course they are. They wouldn't be in the job otherwise, would they? It's so. probably just the way, the intensity that is needed to play the way we play, I guess, just has a risk of, of this happening. And maybe you just got to say, that's just going to happen. It's non-stop, isn't it? It's non-stop. They want the high press. They want, they want to chase the thing down. When we're in good form, you know, it, it looks easy, doesn't it? But um, it's not easy to run for that long and, and to do what the tactics are for that long and not get some strains or some injuries there. And well, that's the we thing. We take some big tackles at times as well. You see people, I see people online, they're going something needs to be looked at here. Something's got to be questioned. Why are we getting so many injuries? But like I said there with, we said there with the pressing and the covering of the ground. And it's like, you know, you, you get told Luton are the best in the league off the ball. And you just think maybe for that to be the case, for us to be the best in the league off the ball, that's what it takes. Yeah. And also and that's going to happen. Yeah. And, it, and it's, unfortunately, but if, if we sat back and we didn't do that, then people would be moaning about other things, wouldn't mm-hmm. they? So I think that's the issue, really. Um, it's, 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 you can't say why you're getting injuries. You literally can't. I would have said back in, you know, conference stages, because we're bloody unfit, but we're definitely not that, are we? We're literally not that. Uh, we're a different squad and different team, and um, I'm sure they've got the right people working, and I just think it's unlucky. I'm pretty sure as well from seeing what happens after first-team Premier League games at Brentford that there's no way they're overtraining or... No. Working too hard, their recovery and rest will be spot on and planned. So and planned. And, planned, and, yeah. and if someone's carrying a knock, it will be planned better, differently for them. So it's, it's you can't answer that question. Why? Why does that happen? We just can't. We'll put it to you, listening now. Why do you think we're currently getting so many injuries? Is it because we are working too hard at training or on the pitch, or is it just the way it's going to be if we want to play that style of play? Let us know below on YouTube or on Twitter over in the town. Uh, another positive: Morris getting another goal and. I enjoyed looking at this goal because Doughty beats his man. He puts in a beautiful ball and Morris is just there as, well, just as always to put it in the back of the net. And it's just nice because that's the first real spark we saw from Doughty on that, on that side, didn't we? I think Doughty started the game quite well, to be fair. And uh, it was a good run and the cross, right place for our striker to put it in. And, you know, at that point you're thinking, yeah, well done, Morris. Let's go and get another one. Um but we didn't, do did we? Maybe, maybe half time came too quick for us. Then you know, maybe that was the case. But you know, was it deserved? Well, I'm a Luton fan. I'm going to say, yeah, it was deserved. Sunderland must think that it was very unlucky. I think it came from a, a punt downfield from us or a big a big hook away, and they did have no one to clear it or no one to hold on to it or whatever. And and we got the ball back reasonably quickly, and we went up and scored. So it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? But, you know, Morris, his class, what a class player he's turned out to be. What a brilliant signing. An absolute brilliant signing. Let him score every week, I'll be happy. Just on Cole Morris, how 
many goals do you think he's going to be able to get this season? Because he's already on eight. I think he's already passed his goal tally for the whole of last season with Barnsley. And you think, if he continues this, could he get 20? Why not? Could he get 20 goals? Why not? Why not? I think it's all to do with service and the way that we play. If he gets the right service, you know, in the right place, he'll score. And he's proven that more than once. But he's not just one of these strikers that hangs around and, you know, he can look at the goals he scored where he's cut inside and, you know, smashed them in. Well, that's what I was going to say. You say it's about service, but you look at the Norwich goal and it's kind of like he's done that on his own. The Swansea goal, like you said, yeah, he had Jerome get him the ball, but he still had a lot of work to do. So it's almost with Morris, maybe if he gets even more service, maybe can get even more goals. You're going to say he's an all-round striker, aren't you? He is an all-round striker. He can do everything. So he's... He's got a presence in the box when he's in it. Uh, he's not afraid to take on players. He's not afraid to take the shots from outside the box. He's, he's an all-rounder. And you know what? You can see why Nathan wanted him in the team. He's you know one of the better strikers we've had for a long time. Well, it's like you look at what you just said about, about the types of goals he scores and he gets on the ball and you just think, all right, he's going to do something here that's... I've said in the past, maybe Harry Cornick's a bit one-dimensional and a little bit predictable, but I feel with Morris, when he's up against the defender, he starts doing his step overs, he can go left, he can go right, he can shimmy it either way. And it's, it's just so refreshing to see it. And that Norwich goal is a perfect example in the box, a couple of step overs to get that space. He puts it in the bottom corner, the one at Swansea step over to the left, puts it across the keeper. Whereas in times we'd be going to places like Carrow road and you'd get your one big opportunity, but it'd maybe just be a bit flat or someone running into a defender and turn. And yeah, I just think Morris, adds that extra bit of quality we need up front. And now you just think, if we can just make it a bit more sure at the back, where when we go 1-0 up in home games, or 3-2 up, or 2-1 up, or 1-0 up, like we did in them four games we mentioned earlier, that we see them out. And, and that's, that's the biggest issue, and we haven't seen any of them out. Uh, and Saturday was a classic of that. But I think, I think you've got to step back a bit and go, do you know what though, Sunderland played well. And I reckon if you if you ask any of their fans, they'd say they were the better team on the day, and they probably deserve that. Their fans would tell you they thought they deserved to win it. Um, I wouldn't want to go that far, but you know what? They did play well. And when you go one nil up, and then you you don't take advantage of any other off you know opportunities that you have, you're always going to get the sucker punch. But you know what? We could have taken more than the sucker punch in that second half. You know, we could have lost that game. Yeah, good block from uh, Mari Bell from. Was it Clark on the on the wing who, who basically had the whole goal to shoot at, and he's a brilliant block. Oh my um, god! Yeah, yeah, it was probably amazing. Thought that was going in, and then the goal came. Uh, cut back to Wimbledon, slotted it past Orvath. It looked pretty easy to score, and just disappointing around. What twelve minutes well, to go, and you're just sitting there thinking, "Can we? Can we hold on?" Then so you sit there, quite. but you sit there before that goal. We made substitutions, and mm. again, you know, we've taken a triple sub on, and then we sort of. It doesn't work. You know, the other week it did work. You know, it worked in other matches we've played. However, it didn't work this week. And uh, the guy that tucked the ball away in the goal, I think he had a pretty good game. Uh, who was it? I can't remember his name. Bolton. Yeah, I think he had a pretty decent game, actually. He, he, looked, he looked, you know, looked quite good <coughs> when he came to the fore. And uh, he, took his, he took his chance quite well. It, you know, it was, yeah, you know, it was a good goal. I'm sorry, it's just a good goal. Um, Maybe we could say poorly defended by us, but he definitely put it away and probably no more than they deserved, really. One all, it finished. Like you said, if you're not going to win it, don't lose it. Um, really interesting Saturday, Patrice Jekers, what on the podcast? 
running order today. Sunderland are the only team yet to score a set-piece goal. They've had 22 goals from open play, which isn't well, bad Where did you get them. all this info from? FopMob, I must say. All stats and facts are from FopMob. Very good. I would say, um, you know, Sunderland... I don't think Sunderland are going to be in any real trouble this season. I think they'll consolidate their position. Uh, they came to our place. They gave us a good game. As, as for a neutral, it would have been really good to the eye to watch. They went away with a point. Um, yeah, you know. Let's see what happens when we go up to their place. Well, mentioning Alfie Doughty earlier, we did want to look at his performances so far this season. Or, you know, he's only played a few games. But we asked you on Twitter, what have your thoughts on the games he's played so far? Can you see him staying right wing back going forward? Ad says, we might see him a right wing back, could see him a left wing back, but could also see him on the wings in midfield. He's so versatile and caused Sunderland a lot of issues. He was unlucky to hit the post. If we keep him fit, we have some player on our hands. It's a shame he couldn't go the full 90. Uh, Kilty says, if this boy can be kept fit over the next two seasons, he'll be a £10 million player. His talent is there to see. I'd like to see him, him Cornick and Fred on the wings in a 4-3-3. Bell supporting so much pace down the channels. His delivery is a forward dream. Zips the ball in with pace. Well, we talked about that just a minute ago, didn't we? If, if you've got the right sort of um, supply, then your forwards will score. And that, that goes for any team. Um, I think that it's been quite exciting when he's come on or when he's been playing. I think he's quick um, and versatile, I would say, as well. Yeah. I think he, he moves well. Also, it's interesting, like, the comments saying put us 4-3-3, and you kind of look at the amount of wingers we do potentially have in Cornick, Fred, uh, Doughty, and then the likes of like Mendes Gomez out on loan, Dion Pereira on loan, you think... Are we geeing up maybe in the future to try a 4-3-3? Just would be refreshing to see a change like that. When uh, you've been watching the club as long as I have and as long as some people who listen to this have, you will remember when we had some magnificent wingers at the club that did that. Um, a bit of width, a bit of, a bit of speed, a bit of overlapping down the sides. Always, always helps. Are we gearing up? Probably you know, you've got, you've got to think all those players out on loan, if they come back, they've got to be part of the future, haven't they? Um, but you've got to understand that maybe some of them won't come back. Uh, and maybe we're just looking a little bit further up. That's what I would say. Some other comments about Doughty. Sol says, not a fan of left-footed right wing back, but don't see Bree staying at centre-back. As a temporary fix, not bad. We'd like to see him and Fred as wingers and Morris down the middle. Okay. Uh, that would be scary, but we don't play that way. Well, we don't play that well way at the moment, but you know, you know, horses for courses, isn't it? You know, you're trying to get a result. Maybe they'll switch to that way against some teams. And, and if if the people that are behind the scenes are looking at games that we're coming up and playing, and they determine it to be the way that we should go around these teams, then I'm sure that Nathan uh, will adjust the, the way that we play. LTFC Dave says, "Not for me. I know I'm probably one of Bree's biggest fans. Um, I'm probably." I know I'm probably one of... Yeah, sorry, I can't read. He's basically saying if Doughty's going to start, it won't be at Bree's expense. More likely to be Bell missing out for Doughty at left wing back instead of Bree. Well, isn't it nice to have the competition, though, between these places and these people? Because well, especially with Bree at right back, because yeah. normally this is this was the conversation when Kyoto left at the start of the season. We're going, well, Bree's now a guaranteed starter. There's no one there to go. If you don't up your game, you're coming out of the team. He, he knows he's a safe starter. Yeah, but it's also saying about being left-footed on the right that that sometimes is a is not the best idea, is it? Because he's always going to cut back in mostly to to make a cross. Um, 
But it's nice to have competition for places because it can only make that player want to play better more often. That's how I look at it. And if you're going to stay in the team, you've got to play a little bit better, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, he's a top quality player and he can only get better. Well, let's move on to some comments that Nathan Jones made post-match. I didn't want to go too much into these, but I just thought I'd touch on them because producer Jacob was chatting to me the other day. Um, he put up a post on Twitter about what do you make of these comments? And he, he, Nathan Jones was basically saying that... Um, he doesn't want to hear anything about the Watford game. I don't get why we're getting like bollocked after last week of the Watford game. And oh, let's stop there. Right. Firstly, Nathan, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Um, I would say every Luton Town fan, don't care who you are or where you're living in the world, has an absolute right to state their opinion about the way that we played at Watford. And uh, and you know, for a manager who knows how much that means to us, take it on the chin, Nathan, and, and then just let it go. All right, and then make it up when we get to April. I don't think anybody's bollocking the way that he's done the whole season. It was just the one game. And, you know, the one game meant so much to us as a fans, uh, as a fan base. Of course, of course we're going to be a bloody up. Because we, we capitulated. We said this last week. We capitulated that game. So every single fan that's moaned about it has a right to moan about it. That's what I say. Do you know what it is as well? Is Nathan Jones, he says he doesn't read social media. Do you think he does? I think he reads. I, feel I think, like he, I think he's, he's reading, aware of what's going on in social media. I think he's even listening right now. <laughs> I tell you now. Look, we're we've always said the game is about opinions. The reason these podcasts and and everybody on social media and other websites and and all the fans forums are there is because everyone's got an opinion about the game. Um, he might think we're wrong. We might think we're right. But what we can all agree on as Luton fans, we were a bloody shambles the other week at the Vicarage Road. So we were. So you can say it because we haven't played them there for so long in front of fans. So that is the, that is the whole thing. If it was a, if we'd been playing them for ten seasons on the bounce, you could take one. But we haven't we haven't been there for sixteen years as fans. So we was all up for it. And so all the all the stuff that has been said is totally right. Whether it should have been said by your chairman in the program notes, I don't know. But uh, let's let's drop it now and let's get behind Nathan. Let's get behind the team and get on with it. Because you know what? When you look at the bigger picture, we're in a great position. Another thing that he mentioned was that we've had some good times over the years I've been here. We've won half the games. We've drawn a quarter of them. Um, and you, you kind of think, because of this legacy Nathan Jones has built at the club and how well we have done, you kind of feel it's, it's not... We weren't expecting to go to Watford and batter them or whatever, but I think we were expecting to go there and just have a bit more of a performance that yeah. we know we can do that Nathan Jones has brought to this club, if that makes sense. I'm just, it's almost like credit to him that we're disappointed we didn't go to Watford. And I know he said they've got two £40 million strikers, which is probably true, but it's probably a credit to Nathan Jones that we're saying Our expectations we were so feel high. like we could have done better that day. Yeah, and I think true. that's a positive to them Absolutely to true. At. Absolutely true. But if you're going to sit there and say you don't read social media, you don't listen to social media, um, and then you know everything that's gone on on social media, some, someone's not telling us the truth exactly, are they? But like I said, yeah, we're super disappointed with that game. But we need to look at the big picture and move on. And we need to move on fairly quickly, and like win against Reading, uh, a win at uh, Blackpool, a win at Stoke, and then guess what? We're happy again, aren't we? 
I think it was just a disappointment. And, and you know, let's I, can we not talk about this next week? Because it will do my head. We'll be done. We'll be done next. We'll week, be though. done with it. Yeah, because you know, at the end of the day, if we can't move on, then what sort of football club are we? Well, that's all I wanted to touch on on that. Um, next five league games, one coming up tonight. As you're probably listening to this, a home to Reading. They've had an interesting start to the season in the sense that they were completely written off before the season had started, but. The way they started, I think it was seven wins and two defeats in their first nine, and they've kind of dropped off a bit recently. But it's still going to be a tough game tomorrow, isn't it? Who would have put Reading at the top of the table when when they first come on after the end of last season? Um, so they are are they the surprise package? Yeah, I think so. I think they've uh, proven that they can get some results. You, you're right; their form has dropped off a little bit, but um, overall, um, I think we raise our game when we play a better team. So I'm hopeful that uh, at home, under the lights, we can put a good show on the telly. Reading obviously have a, I think they've got a better home record than they have away at the moment this season. They seem to win every single game at home. And it's, it's, it's almost like if we could replicate their home form, we'd be in a pretty good position. But um, like we said, compared to that team that came to us on the last day of last season where, yeah, we only beat them 1-0 and we needed to get in the playoffs, but... It is a very different team. It's a, probably a more confident Reading team than last season as well. Yeah, but they started well. Like I said, they have dropped off. They're below us in the table right now, um, albeit by a point. Um, so they're not going to be an easy turnover, are they? In fact, we haven't found anybody easy to turn over this year at, at Kenilworth Road, probably with the exception of Queen's Park Rangers. Um, it would be nice just to put... just let's, let's just get a good win. Let's get a decent win. Like you said earlier, I feel that we've got there's somewhere that's going to go where we're going to get three or four goals. It's almost like everything's bottling up and it's like Nathan Jones post-match comments, maybe it's all just bottling up for a really good performance that everyone just needs as like a release. Yeah, and that's what we do need. And you know what we could do with uh, a really good win on Sky to show those... I forget other, we're on main Sky tomorrow, yeah, aren't we? And show those other teams actually that um, we are a force to be reckoned with and we're not worth the hashtag teams like Luton. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get out of the blocks, let's score a couple of quick goals, and then enjoy the evening. And the longer it goes on at 1-0 nil or 0-0, nil nil, the more opportunities for disaster, and we don't want that to happen. Do forget, there's only four more games to go before the World Cup break. It's weird, isn't it's it? two more weeks of podcast before we have a little break. Can I just say, though, about the World Cup? I'm not even up for it at the moment. Really not up for it. No. I just... It's the, oh, no, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it, if I'm honest. No, of course you're going to watch it. No. It's going to be unreal. No, it won't. Every That's World Cup's amazing. It won't. It, no, it won't. I bet you it'll be the least watched World Cup ever. I bet you it won't be. How much? 50 quid. Okay, 50 quid you're on. Done. There we go. Sorted. Um, Reading at home then, Blackpool that. away on Saturday, uh, Stoke away and Rotherham at home. You're looking at the next four. And Here we go again. Well, the next four, how many can we get? You, you don't know, do you? What would you be happy with? Do you take seven points from them? Would you, four? But have, how many we had from the last four? Seven. Are you happy with seven? Despite who we lost to, are you happy with seven from four? If you look at the fixtures, if you said seven points from four, yeah, I would have done them in a different order. Yeah, exactly. So if we took another seven from four, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although win your two home and win one away, could we get nine from four? Well then, let's ten from four. Let's aim for twelve from four. Let's Can aim. you win all twelve? Yeah, be careful because your maths are going to get bad in a minute. Yeah, sorry. I would like to think that we're capable of winning at least two. At least two. Um, I'd love to win at Stoke. To be fair, I would love to win at Stoke. But you know, Reading and uh, Rotherham at home. 
you know, it'd be nice to get the points out of that. And then, you know, everything else is a bonus. Blackpool have done some good football this season. Stoke are a bit hit and miss, aren't they? So, you know, we'd be lucky to get seven or maybe nine. We'd be lucky to get that. But you'd be wanting a guarantee of six, wouldn't you? And that starts against Reading, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed we can do that. Shoe, before we go, should we see if Patara's around for a quick phone call? Yeah, go for it. You, you know. Always enjoy. He's calling Patara when he's meant to be working. Yeah, he's probably in the pub somewhere. Yeah. Probably in the pub watching the uh, Exeter Plymouth game. Is it? What's the score? Hasn't started, is it? I don't think he's going to answer, is he? No. Well, what was it? Two more weeks of podcast to go. Hopefully he's back for one of them. Um... We wanted to do a preview one this week, but we haven't found a Blackpool fan yet, so here we go. Sorry, but the person you've called is... <sighs> He's probably... You can always rely on Patara, can't you? Yeah, the person you've called is probably inebriated in a pub right now, so <laughs> get on with it. Doing a corner bet, as he always does. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Um, we'll try and get a preview one done for this week, if you're still listening, so... Keep an eye out on socials and, yeah, into Reading and Blackpool this next week. Should be a good one. Fingers crossed. I know we said it last week that we're sat with three more points. Unfortunately not. Hopefully this time next week we're sat here with six more points. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Don't think I'm here next Monday. Might have to get someone to cover. So Oh, that'd be me then. Fingers crossed Patara's here. Um, so yeah, I thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching and we shall hopefully see you next week. <laughs>